Jack is 47 years old. Even at 47 years old, he's never had a real career, and because of this, he's mostly working temp jobs. Because he works temp jobs, he's always strapped for cash. He's always financially struggling. As a result of that, it seems like every single year he has to look for a new apartment because the rental prices keep going up. But because the rental prices keep going up, his paycheck stays the same or even goes down, his lifestyle keeps decreasing. In his relationships, Jack gets into a relationship with a woman and then it seems like every woman he ends up in a relationship with wants a better lifestyle, more than what Jack can provide for them. Therefore, the woman ends up inevitably feeling as if, if she wants an increase in her lifestyle, it's going to be completely on her shoulders. Not only that, she's going to have to do it for the both of them, meaning because Jack lacks a lot of ambition and is not going to put in the effort or energy to improve their lifestyle, it's on her to essentially provide it for him, flipping the polarity dynamic in the relationship. As a result, the relationship turns unhappy and unhealthy pretty quickly. Inevitably, Jack always ends up in a situation where he feels like he's just not good enough. Jack is not fighting against this reality. He has accepted it. But having accepted it, Jack has slipped into powerlessness about it. He's decided that he can't change it. Because he has decided that this is the reality and he can't change it, he has decided that life sucks and that it's just going to keep sucking. He doesn't want to put any effort into trying to make it different because he can't face the idea that he might do that and nothing will change enhancing his pain. So telling himself that he can't do anything to change it prevents him from putting what little energy he has towards something and it creating no results. But the problem with this is that he has slipped into apathy. By the way, if you want to understand more about apathy, you can watch my video titled How to Cure Apathy. Jack is passive to his own life. He puts absolutely no effort and energy into changing the circumstances of his life that he doesn't like, into changing that reality that is unwanted. Instead, he spends his time escaping into his video games or into playing his amateur league sports. Also, because of this dynamic, he flips the polarity in his relationships on all the women in his life, putting all of the pressure on their shoulders, which inevitably makes a woman lose both respect for a man and interest in him. When a woman has to work to try to create a better lifestyle for herself, and if she's in a relationship with a man as well, then she ends up angry. Why? Because she spends her time pouring her energy into bettering their lifestyle while he plays his sports or while he plays video games. Jack has accepted the negative reality of where he is. However, he's added the meaning, and so I'm screwed. I can't do anything about it. Because Jack has decided, based off accepting the reality of where he is, that he can't do anything about it, he no longer is trying to do anything to bring about what he wants. Instead, he has succumbed to the unwanted. Now let's take a look at somebody else. Blaine is also 47 years old. He's gone into intense medical debt, and as a result, he has ended up living in his parents' basement. Also, he's working temp jobs in order to get any money, and it doesn't make enough money, because he's in a relationship with a woman who does have a career. But because of this whole dynamic, she's the one that's shouldering the majority of the financial responsibility. 
And recently, she's been telling Blaine that she feels a little bit more like his mother than she does like his woman. Blaine is struggling financially, and he has no real career to speak of. As a result, most of what he offers a woman in a relationship is just his company. What all this boils down to is Blaine's life doesn't look real great, neither does his relationship right now. However, Blaine, as opposed to Jack, cannot accept this reality. I mean, he can, but he's not going to. Why? Because Blaine feels like if he accepts or looks at the reality, he's going to end up like Jack. Therefore, Blaine refuses to see, acknowledge, or accept the painful reality of his life. Instead, he focuses only on positives. He reframes anything bad or negative that happens into something good. He acts according to the reality that he wants to see, rather than the reality that is. Blaine does not want the reality to be that he's working temp jobs. So, he doesn't look at the fact that he's working temp jobs. Instead, he focuses on the fact that he's a cryptocurrency trader. But he tells people this. Whenever he meets them, he says, oh, I'm a trader of cryptocurrency. What he fails to acknowledge is the fact that he's making no money at that whatsoever. Despite this, though, he's got it in his head that that's the reality that's going on with him, and so he often turns down temp jobs that he very much needs to take. Blaine wants the reality to be that he can afford anything, so he acts as if he can. He charges things to his credit card and lives above his means. He wants the reality to be that he has his own apartment, so he finds one and lies about his income to get it. Of course, by doing all of this, he increases his debt. He wants the reality to be that he and his girlfriend are in a wonderful relationship. So when she complains about their life together, he decides that she's just had a hard day at work and settles her down by rubbing her feet. Because this usually puts her in a better mood, he does not think their relationship is in trouble and is absolutely shocked when one day she breaks up with him and moves all of her stuff out. Blaine does not want to see, acknowledge, or accept anything that makes him feel bad about himself or bad about his life. So instead, he tells himself that what he wants to have be true is already true, is already the manifested reality, and he takes actions according to that illusion. He makes decisions according to that illusion. When he does this, Blaine is so incredibly out of reality that he often acts mentally ill. Not only does he act mentally ill, he's in a fantasy world that only he lives in, meaning he has made himself alone, and therefore he leaves the people in his life alone. Also, he keeps making the wrong decisions and making the wrong choices, because those decisions and choices are not based in reality, they're based on the fantasy. What he wants to be real and therefore has decided is real already. What you saw showcased in these two examples is the human tendency to go one of two ways when it comes to an unwanted reality. I'm going to spell it out for you. When it comes to an unwanted reality, people tend to, one, accept that unwanted reality and then sink into powerlessness about it so as to let go of what they want to be the reality instead and so as to do nothing to change it into something better. Two, refuse to see the unwanted reality and instead act according to the reality they want to have be true. Both of these big pendulum swings get people into really extreme trouble. 
this is what I mean by that. With the first strategy, when people accept the reality, but then go to this place of, well, then I can't do anything about it. They slip into a state of absolute powerlessness. When they slip into this powerlessness where they're convinced they can't do anything about it, they can no longer see anything they can do about it. For example, the time that Jack puts into video games could be spent on learning a skill that might make him more money, or on looking for and applying to different jobs. It's obvious to everyone else in Jack's life that he could definitely be doing something about his situation. Even though he's completely convinced that he's powerless, it's obvious to everyone else that he is not putting any effort into making a change in his life, regardless of how much he hates his current situation. In fact, they are constantly frustrated by his passive apathetic behavior because the reality, part of the reality that Jack is not accepting is the fact that he is absolutely not powerless to make you money <laughs> if he really wanted it. By using this first strategy, guess what? You're absolutely not in the complete reality of the situation. Why? Because you may be acknowledging the unwanted aspect of reality, but this is what you're not accepting. You're not seeing and accepting the wanted or beneficial elements of reality that you could draw on and use in order to bring about a change. You're not in reality relative to what you can do to create whatever it is that you were wanting. And what is much more dangerous than that is that you are no longer an active participant in the process of your own personal expansion. This means that personal expansion must happen to you or despite you. And that is a quite dangerous position to put yourself in. If you want to learn more about why not actively participating in expansion is a dangerous invitation, you can watch my video titled Why It's Dangerous to Stay in Your Comfort Zone. The second strategy of being so unwilling to look at unwanted elements of reality that you're essentially in a fantasy reality that what you want to have be true is already true. This is incredibly dangerous because it causes you to slip into non-reality, to slip into a fantasy world. And when you slip into that fantasy world, meaning out of reality, you're building a narcissistic bubble for one. Doing so creates a parallel perceptual reality, which demolishes relationships. I mean demolishes them. On top of that, when you're in such an extreme parallel perceptual reality, you start to behave in ways that are mentally ill. On top of this, because you've slipped into a parallel perceptual reality, you've made yourself alone, even if you won't acknowledge it. You've also made the other people in your life alone, so you've enhanced separation within the universe. When a person uses this strategy, they often start to behave in ways that are scary and dangerous. Why? Because they fail to perceive any danger or any risks in any of the choices or actions that they're making and taking. Also, it's an absolute guarantee that when a person slips into the second strategy, they don't actually have any power because they're not in reality. Any decision they're making or action they're taking is not exacted upon reality. And therefore, whatever consequences that happen will not be the intended ones. Unfortunately, it's at this point that I have to tell you that modern spiritual practice has greatly contributed to this second way of coping with unwanted realities. This is especially true in those spiritual communities that are centered around utilizing and capitalizing on the law of attraction. 
There's an idea floating around that to deny or not acknowledge the unwanted so as to merely focus on what you want to have be true, as if it already is true, is how to manifest. This is not true. This is the way to become mentally ill and slip into a narcissistic parallel perceptual reality. Tools that help you manifest what you want to have be real, including visualizing things as if you already have them, must come with the willingness to also see reality and to see what is. To live an empowered life and to be able to create things in reality, you must be able to acknowledge what is, including the unwanted elements of what is, and also practice focusing on and taking action towards what you want instead. So that you can understand clearly the danger in this second way of going about coping with an unwanted reality, I want you to imagine that you are a doctor in a hospital and somebody comes to you with internal bleeding. But you don't want to see the reality that they are internally bleeding because what you want is to see them healthy. So you've decided if I do see you as healthy, you will be healthy. Now imagine that because of this, you acted as if they are well. You told yourself that their dizziness was because they drove to the hospital and just got motion sick. You told yourself that their swollen, tight abdomen was because they had gas. And you gaslit the crap out of them by saying that they're okay, sending them home with a lollipop and a smile on your face. It's easy in this circumstance to see that you're not mentally well. Not only that, because you were not in reality, you could do nothing to change the reality and thus were making yourself unnecessarily powerless. And not only that, because you were in that reality of what you wanted to have be real, you did not make the right choices relative to this patient, and you did not take the right actions relative to this patient. And guess what? There are massive consequences for that. If you use the strategy of pretending that what you want to have be real is real, you are making yourself unnecessarily powerless because you, whatever you do is not being exacted upon what is real. That's number one. Number two, you're creating parallel perceptual realities. You're destroying your relationships. You're going to get yourself in a whole lot of unnecessary trouble. If you find yourself slipping into the second strategy, you would benefit by watching two of my videos. The first titled, Reality, and the second titled, The Most Dangerous Parallel Reality. Both of these strategies find their root in our early life experience. When we are young, it is very important to experience that when we have an unwanted reality, we can do something to bring about a change to it. It's important for a child to learn if this is unwanted or if I don't like this, I can bring about a change to bring about what is wanted. Because of this, it's important for a young child to see their parents, for example, taking the unwanted elements of their life and creating positive improvements to them. It's also important for a child to experience a parent or adults being an ally to changing things about the child's life that the child is in pain about. Essentially, it's important when we're younger to learn that we are not powerless to unwanted things. Even if we accept that unwanted things exist, that we have some degree of power to make it better. When we grow up in this way, which is more healthy, we learn that we are not powerless to the unwanted elements of our life, that we can take proactive action. And that degree of empowerment that we have relative to unwanted things in our life gives us the bravery to look directly at them. When we don't have these early experiences, we often learn that no one can do anything about the unwanted elements of reality. 
We have a sense of powerlessness relative to things we don't like about our life. So we decide to cope with this sense of powerlessness in whichever way is less painful to us specifically. Either we cope with this by accepting unwanted realities and succumbing to a false sense of powerlessness about them, so as to focus on something other than creating improvement, or we cope with it by refusing to see and accept unwanted realities and living in a dangerous fantasy as if what we want to have be the reality is already the reality. In other words, what we do when we have this false sense of powerlessness relative to the unwanted things in our life is we either completely succumb to them. You've met people like this. It's like, well, I can't do anything about it, so this is how I'm going to live, right? Or we go the opposite way and we slip into an overlay. That's what's happening when you go into this fantasy of pretending that what you want to have be real is real. If you're interested more in learning about this overlay dynamic, I actually do have a video that would be great for you to watch. It's called Overlay, What Prevents You From Having a Real Relationship. In this life, the ticket to an empowered life is to look directly at reality. Now, reality includes both the wanted and the unwanted elements of life. One does not negate the other. And from there, to actively participate in the process of expansion by capitalizing on the wanted and enjoyable aspects, while proactively changing the unwanted elements into what we want instead. We are meant to see the reality, what is, and to actively bring about what we want to have be the reality, what we want. This causes not only expansion for ourselves, but also the people around us, human society, the world, and the universe at large. The process of continuously sorting through the contrast of this time-space reality so as to transform the unwanted into what is wanted means that we are constantly in the process of appreciating what is while also continuing to create improvement. We let go of the idea that the goal is to get to a place in life where there is an endedness because everything is perfect and there is nothing more to improve upon. We enjoy this game of exploration and change around consistent and constant improvement. And we begin to live from the space of the better it gets, the better it can get. Have a good week.